Blog Talk Radio. Live worldwide.
overlooked, then in an instant reappearing to get you hooked. Beautiful, majestic, and full of life. Ignorant, unrelated, and unsupportive of strife. Single, happy, yet quite unaware that one kiss, one hug, one good night, and you're halfway there. Beginning with an infatuation, continuing with a passion, and persisting with that that some would only believe to be fate. Realizing the greatest gift of all comes from above, how on earth could there be so much hate lingering in the distance to give the unbeliever a lift? Open your heart, your mind, your soul to witness the world's greatest gift, the gift of love. Good morning, everyone. It's your girl, Ms. J. This is Ms. J in the morning just reciting an amazing poem that I fell in love with just a few years ago, The Gift by none other than Sincere. Mr. Clark, Mr. Derek Clark, is our special guest on today, and I am honored, I am thankful, I am grateful to finally get my opportunity to have the one and only, the poet, Sincere, right here on Ms. J in the morning, continuing this series with liberty at just us for all, freedom for black voices. Today we're discussing marriage, a continuation of yesterday, yesterday's show, Black Wives Matter. If you missed it, make sure you listen with Ms. Stacia Mob. Shouts out to her. She's listening today. Today we're continuing the conversation, getting deeper, getting true, getting real about love in the black community. Good morning. Good morning, Grand Rising to Sincere. How are you today, sir? Peace, family, all is well, and I hear the excitement in your voice, and I'm excited to be here with you. Peace and love, family. How you feeling? I am feeling amazingly well. I am so excited to have you on. I miss you. I really do miss you. I miss <laughs> seeing you. I miss our conversations, and I'm just thankful for um, timing, divine timing, divine intervention, interaction, and purpose. So we're being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. And we certainly miss you too, that energy, that smile, everything that you used to do for this community. Uh, I know that uh, that California is uh, they're able to leverage and take advantage of, of all the great things that you do along with that great approach personality and those wonderful gifts that you have. I appreciate it. They getting too much. I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to come back home. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Good morning. It's Ms. J in the morning, and I want to make sure to take the opportunity every time I get on to say thank you to those of you who are listening. We are streaming live right now worldwide, 10 different countries around the world, over 20 territories internationally on all podcast platforms platforms, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, iTunes Podcast, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, at Podbean, Himalaya Radio, Stitcher Radio, wherever you want to get your podcast, download the app, tune into Pumps Radio, and there you will find me, Ms. J, Ms. J in the morning. Shouts out to our sponsoring organization, Pumps for Women, Inc. Congratulations <laughs> to all the women of Pumps, the new inductees. If you want to get more information on how you can support Pumps, donate, and volunteer. Log on to pumpsforwomen.org. P-U-M-P-S, purpose, uplifting, 
mentoring, positivity, and sisterhood. Every woman deserves her pumps, and every man deserves to support his woman, his women, <laughs> in pumps. Pumps for women, forwomen.org. Make sure to log on to the website to get more information. Today, we are discussing love in the black community started the show off with music so child one of the classics one of the greatest love and it is so befitting to show off with that wonderful amazing love song and uh i'm honored to recite for the very first time uh an original piece by Mr. Sincere, The Gift, which is the opening of his book, The 30 Love Laws, which blew me back some years ago. I actually bought a copy at <laughs> the Black Dot Culture Center in Lithonia, Georgia, and gave it away as a gift. I bought another copy <laughs> and gave it away again. So now I have to give a third copy. <laughs> so I'm letting you know <laughs> that I've got to get another copy. But we want to talk about your book. We want to talk about love. We want to talk about you and your amazing example today. So to get started and introduce you to our listeners, um, can you give just a little background on your bio? Um, for those of you who don't follow him, uh, we'll give you all of the social media uh, information, YouTube, uh, Instagram, uh, Amazon is blowing up with the book. Uh, but just a little background on why is this such a passion for you, black man, to share and discuss uh, the importance of love in relationships. Absolutely, sister. I'll start by saying uh, hello, family out there that's listening. I am sincere poet, speaker, author, uh, holistic relationship coach, but I like to say most importantly, I'm a proud husband and your brother. And um, the undertaking of this book was something that was uh, profound for me uh, in my journey. Uh, coming from a place like Jackson, Mississippi, is all about, uh, you know, being a man, hiding how you feel emotionally and mentally. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to be strong. Mm -hmm. So so that led me to hustling and doing different things that uh, I thought were manly. But what I learned is that um, not having a father and not having different things in my life that taught me the totality of what a man is, I had a bunch of shortcomings which mm. led me to have chips on my shoulder and uh, not really being able to express myself fully. I found the art that allowed me to be able to do that and do that freely. And then uh, after getting a divorce, I understood that I knew absolutely nothing about love. Mm. So I said, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to do this thing again until I find out exactly how this thing works. And uh, I was able to do that. And I'm able to live that life. I'm able to, uh, I was able to put out that book and I'm able to be married now to the love of my life. I get the opportunity and the privilege to call her my wife. That's so, she's so beautiful too, y'all. She is so beautiful. I am so encouraged and inspired each and every time I encounter uh, you two as a reflection of love. Now, I'm going to be a little bit selfish and share uh, how I first met Sincere. Um, back in my second home that I've shared before in the suburbs of Atlanta and Lithonia, Georgia, uh, met up at an amazing place um, 
for just black conversation, um, black culture enrichment, black dot cultural center. Shouts out to Baba Kaz and um, my big sister, auntie, mom, Robin, and all the black dot family over there. Um, there was uh, an event happening and I came into the event late. I did show up late. And I noticed that there were these clusters of people having conversation. Now, I'm used to being surrounded by all of my family, all of my people, um, attending college in Atlanta, Georgia, and living there for over 15 years. It was nothing new in a sense of seeing the people, but the conversations that were being had were definitely new to me. All smiles, all positive, male and female, discussing love, no one arguing because coming from the family I come from, when there's over 10 people together, there's bound to be at least two arguments and a fist fight. Uh, so uh, when I walked in and had this conversation, there was uh, a group of people in the corner discussing uh, relationships and the importance of being honest, being open and being real. And most of us like to talk about love and we like to talk about relationships, but a lot of us don't like to do the work. And uh, I was interested in what this gentleman had to say and his example and the way he was uh, so open about his journey in love. I was like, he telling a little bit too much of his information. It was too personal. Don't nobody need to know you was divorced, sir. Don't nobody need to know what you used to do back in the day. And come to find out his beautiful wife was sitting next to him silently in agreement with what was going on. I'm like, who are these aliens? Uh, and it was none other than the man you are blessed to listen to uh, today. And I was hooked by not only the truths that you were sharing, but also your transparency in love. And I really, truly appreciate that because it was definitely not just refreshing, it was revitalizing and invigorating to hear um, a black man be so masculine and secure in his emotions uh, discussing love. And it wasn't a sales pitch. It wasn't a presentation. It was truly family talking about healing and what we needed to do to get back to what works in relationships. Um, so you guys, I know Today, you need to get maybe a notebook, pen, record it, listen to the playback, download it, share it, do everything you possibly can. We have an amazing show ahead of us today, um, a specialized playlist handpicked by the poet Sincere. Uh, and so we're going to continue to get to it. The 30 Love Laws is available on Amazon and sold internationally, and I'm excited about that. You started your book off with the poem, The Gift. Um, and introducing the book just, just right into it. The book just jumps in with the truth. It doesn't, you know, you didn't fluff it up. You didn't, you know, let me just tell you something real quick. You're not going to like it. You go in and say you got to do work, and you demand us to reflect on our choices in love. So on your journey with beginning to write this book, you just shared that it was a journey that you had to take after going through a divorce. You made a decision to say, I want to learn first before I make this choice again. How long did that journey take? Did you start and stop? Was the book written along the way? Or was this something that happened way after you decided that you had kind of figured it out? 
Uh, great question, sis. Um, uh, what happened for me uh, after I got divorced, um, I recognized that I was broken. And, and I know it's not masculine for men to say that and all of that, blase, blase, whatever, because uh, we go through it. And um, But what I recognized even more so is that I was broken before I even got married. Wow. So so, so I set out on this journey, and I said, okay, I'm a fixer. Uh, most people would consider me an alpha type. And uh, what what I would say is that I'm just a problem solver. So I said the best way for me to help myself is to really delve into this problem, no matter how ugly it gets. It took me about 15 years to compile the information that's in that little book wow. uh, that you just read from. But that journey led me to where I am now at 15 years at sitting down with uh, psychotherapists, sitting down with spiritual leaders, uh, sitting down with folks that have been in long-lasting, happy marriages for an extended period of time. And uh, I just had the opportunity to learn from all of those experiences. And I said, you know what, if I can benefit from this information, then I know that somebody else just may be able to. Uh, and that was at the back back end of the journey, but I was just taking notes, and those notes turned into a book over 15 years. Wow. Now, you said something profound. I don't even know if you know how amazing that statement was. You said you sat down with psychotherapists, you sat down with elders, you sat down with people who did it right, and you took notes and you learned. So a note for me that I'm taking is sit your butt down. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get it, Absolutely. You feel, sit your butt down because I've noticed so in my experiences, I'll go ahead and say that I have been guilty at one time, at, a long time ago, long time ago. <laughs> but I've noticed, I've witnessed, and I've experienced that once we get out of a relationship, once we've been hurt, we feel as if, okay, I'm over it, and we jump into the next, or we, you know, we go back to the clubs, or we have to put ourselves out there, or, you know, for, for me as a woman, you know, we get with our sister girls, our girlfriends, and we say, oh, girl, we got to get out there again. Um, so I, I want to make sure that I'm putting an asterisk, uh, bold underline under there to say, first, <laughs> sit your behind down. <laughs> sit
uh, as a poet, I would always find myself in these great circles of people. And um, sometimes those circles would be circles that would require more energy from me. And then in some of those circles, I would have an opportunity to sit and hear and learn uh, and express myself less than I had the opportunity to listen. So I used to relish that. And um, um, then gaining a bit of knowledge itself, I was able to tie all of that stuff in. So so I ran into uh, a couple of sisters. Uh, one of them was a psychotherapist, and they had this uh, group. Like, they would meet uh, certain uh, certain times a week, and then uh, they invited me in for the artistic point of view. And, um, man, I'm just amazed at the amount of information and, and how, how brilliant uh, these sisters were and uh, – uh, then later on, there were some brothers added because uh, you know we we're a bit slower in that aspect because women y'all 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 more in tune to enlightenment quicker hmm. and um, so so based on that space based on that time that led me into another space that I didn't even know existed and uh, you know a bit of that was foolish pride too so you pay attention to what you need to pay attention to when it's time okay. Okay, that's true. <laughs> pay attention to what you need to pay attention to when it's time. Now, I want to give, I want to be fair. Um, now, those of you who know Ms. J, y'all know that I really don't don't teach fairness or preach fairness. But, you know, for the sake of the general listeners, I want to be fair. And I want you to share a little bit what you choose about your background. Because I know there's some listeners that probably say, you know what, you probably came from you know, lived in the suburbs, you came from mom and dad having a great job, perfect family, well-educated, you had everything handed to you, you were not a troublemaker, and that's why it's easy for you to make these choices. But I came from the hood, I didn't have my father, you know, I spent time in jail, I came from the streets, so you don't relate to me, brother, because I had a different journey because of the issues that I have as a black man or black woman. So in fairness, for the sake of fairness, I want you to share a little bit of your background. Were you always so open to to learn about yourself or be in tune with your emotions and sit yourself down? Or did you have a few struggles growing up? Oh, that's a great question as well. Because uh, I get it based on where I am now. Oh, Cincy, you don't understand. Your life mm-hmm. had to be great. Uh, but... But, but let me tell you where I came from. I come from a place called Jackson, Mississippi. The nickname for Jackson, Mississippi is Jacktown. So, oh, yeah, the 601. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 the 601. So so what I had around me that I had to learn from were pimps and hustlers and that type of thing, I had the love of my family and community, but most of them were women, hmm. right? So a boy wants to learn from a man. It's like we pick up what's in our immediate environment, what, which was a violent one. Uh, you know, it's one of those deals to where, uh, you know, at night I would wake up to gunshots. But then on the other side, uh, I had a grandmother that lived in the country. So so we kind of split our time between the city and the country. And it's like there's a village here of people that really care and and and, and, and love me and we eventually moved there, but shoot, it was concrete, no roses for for a long time, and that started to to create 
a rigidness for me. Mm. And, and that, story, that story is not unique, but it, it is my story. So, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter where you start. My thing is always this. It matters how you decide to finish. Good. Good. I like that. How you decide to finish. I already know. We're jumping into a, a, a lot of great stuff, y'all. I told you that this show on today, this one right here, I know every show is great, but I know this one right here, put an extra asterisk, get your notebook, share, tell everybody to tune in. If you want to tune in, call into the studio, 515-605-9320. You can download any podcast app and log on to pumps radio to listen live right now we're going to get into some music and then come back because i promise you every single thing that we discussed today will help liberate you in love help uh revitalize you in love give you some some love energy on today a shot of caffeine we also have the first sip coming on uh coming up uh, Sincere will participate in the first sip for the first time with us. We have the Ms. J area code check-in coming up. So we got a lot more show to come, but we're going to get into some music, and we're going to be right back after this. It's Ms. J in the morning discussing marriage and black love in the black community with none other than the poet Sincere.
through. Those of us who may feel that we're stuck in a situation, you still have mobility. You still have breath. You still have life. For those of you who are struggling, losing a loved one is never easy. Those of us who have been challenged with trauma, it's not easy. But it is worth it when you honor the ones that love us with life. Honor them with great life. Honor them with light. Honor them with determination to be just greater than you were yesterday. So this first sip, we say cheers and salute to you, to yourself. It's okay. Give yourself a pat on the back. So, Mr. Sincere, what do you have in your cup today? Uh, I have a little um, H2O. That's how I'm doing it today. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with it. I love it. I drink the H2O after I drink my coffee. My coffee is my H, and then I get the 2O later. (laughs) So with the H2O in your cup, we're going to raise it up. We're going to raise it and take our first sip together. We take a first sip live, so take a sip of your H2O, your juice, your coffee, your tea, what have you, but we say cheers and salute to me. Put your name there. Cheers and salute to Miss J. Cheers and salute to Sincere. Let's take the first sip together. All right. Mm. Cheers and Mm. salute. Oh, it's good. I always go Mm. in for a second one, so I'm going to go in for a second sip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. go Double for it. <laughs> Double up on the sip. Thank you, everyone, for participating in the first sip. Make sure you take time every day to celebrate you. So many times we get busy and just getting everything done on our to-do list or getting wrapped up and jumping on social media and the news that we forget to pay attention to ourselves. A little self-love on today that is uh, greatly needed. Continuing the conversation with Sincere today, we're talking about not only marriage and black love in the black community, but the 30 Love Laws, which is his amazing book that is available on Amazon. I suggest everyone get it now. Get it now, get it today. If you don't get it for yourself, get it for someone you love. And then once you learn more about love, you're going to get it again for yourself. So (laughs) there are 30 love laws that you discuss in your book. And the first love law, when I first opened the book, uh, just to take a look at it, there at Black Dot, is choose happiness. Um, and being having a psychology background and being in love with uh, with language and and words, I thought that that was just amazing to start the book off with the first law is making a choice, and making right. a choice for happiness is something that was difficult for me growing up. So not to go through every single one, I mean, we're going to hit on most of them, but not to go through every single uh, love law in just this short period of time. Why the first law, uh, choosing happiness? Absolutely. I wanted, I wanted to make sure that people understood that we have power, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Oftentimes we're told that things outside of us, should make us happy or give us joy. But on my journey, what I found is that all of that stuff starts within. So if you don't carry that, if you don't discover that, if you don't understand what creates that, then you'll never have it. 
uh, it'll always be something that will flee from you. So when you understand that I have power, I have a choice, I can be happy because I say so, just let me determine what that looks like, what it feels like, and how I maintain that. And when you decide that that's going to be your truth, then your life changes for the better on multiple levels. Oh, wow. So I I think today we just need that one law. <laughs> make that choice. <laughs> today we just need one. We just need the one to make a choice. But then, two, the law number two hit me, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like one and two was like the same law because, for me, the second law is realize greater. So once you make a choice, there's a realization. It's like your eyes are open. There's a revealing. So my question to you is, with writing these laws, um, as you're going through the journey of listening, sitting down, learning and listening, or listening and learning, and the laws are being uh, revealed to you through your journey or while you're on your journey, uh, how did they come into this order? Was this something that you learned, you know, sporadically, and then you just decided, well, it sounds good to put it in this way, or is this how the journey actually happened for you? Well, well as I um, took my notes and that type of thing, um, uh, that was a brainstorming session going through the process of writing a book, and you know because you have uh, some great literature out here yourself. Um mm-hmm. Like, as you're going through the brainstorming process, you just get everything out. And that's one of the exercises uh, that you learn um, when you write. Just get the information out. And then it'll basically structure itself. Like, it'll tell you what to do with it. And, and that's exactly what happened uh, with me. Like, it's, it's, the book is basically chopped up into three-thirds. And the first third, the first third deals directly with you. And then you can move on and learn how to build relationships, build them properly, and then maintain them. So that's the uh, the setup of the book. I, I love that, and you're absolutely right. Um, the process of writing, I believe, is is definitely a spiritual process. And uh, every time you write, whether it's a poem, a song, or a book, um, a lot of artists, uh, writers, poets will tell you that the process really takes you on the journey with it. Um, So I I truly personally understand that. For the listeners, I wanted you to make sure to share, you know, how this all came about and came together. Those of you who are listening, I know some of y'all are slipping in my DMs right now. Shouts out to everyone who is saying hello. We'll have the Miss J area code check-in in a little bit. Uh, if you go on Amazon.com right now and you search the 30 love laws, uh, sincere uh, Mr. Derek Clark um, is the author of the book who we were listening to today. You can actually preview. That's what I love about Amazon. It'll give you a little bit more than just the overview of the book. It'll give you a little preview where you can click on and get a little sneak peek of it before you purchase the book. And I'm letting you guys know the sneak peek is not enough. You're going to jump in, you're going to see the intro, and then you're going to get hooked. It's just like having a half of a half, not even a half of a half, a third of a third, a one-sixteenth of an appetizer that you love, and just a little taste ain't going to be enough. 
Uh, <laughs> so, but you can go online right now on Amazon. Make sure you guys do so. The 30 Love Laws by Mr. Derek Clark, uh, better known as Sincere, uh, the poet, right here on Miss J in the morning. Log on, purchase the book today. Get it today to not only save yourself a long, hard journey, but save someone else a long, hard journey going through with you. Uh, so we want to get back in the conversation of love, and we getting all up in your business. So you shared that you were divorced before. You took a journey, mm -hmm. uh, wised up, and then you're remarried now. So a lot of yeah. us who have been heartbroken before, especially in the black community, um, are a little timid about doing it again. I'll raise my hand and say that's me. I'm, I'm not married yet, as of yet. Last time I checked. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I know that getting back into it is something that is not easy, especially the older we get. Um, I'm a mother now, so I have not only myself to consider, but my son. But after marriage, now I can't say I know that personally, but in my perspective, once I get married, if I go through the the, the journey of divorce, I can only imagine how difficult it is to start and do it again. And not only did you go ahead and do it again, you did it successfully. What type of magic potion or elixir <laughs> did you take <laughs> to get the strength after this journey to do it again? Uh, well, well, it wasn't a pretty journey and it didn't um, happen like it sounds. Um, it took a while um, between my last marriage and my next serious relationship was a period of about nine years. Mm -hmm. So, so when I say that I was into doing the work, I was really into doing the work. Now I didn't say I didn't go out with women and that type of thing and uh, um, try and find myself in that space again. Mm -hmm. But what I kept coming back to was that I didn't know enough to proceed. So, mm. That's that's my thing, and a lot of people. I sit down, I sit down with uh, couples um, as a relationship coach, and I just go over certain things, certain principles, things that have gotten me thus far that I've been able to learn. And what it is is that the fear, which I call a flawed emotion apprehending relevance. Oh wait, wait, say that again. That, say that again. Uh, that fear is only a flawed emotion apprehending relevance. Mm. Okay. Right. So, so, so what that means is this: once you replace that fear with the appropriate information or education, then it dissipates. It no longer owns you. It no longer paralyzes you. So I came to the uh, the understanding that hey, if I exist, that means that my complement does as well. So I'm living proof that my complement is here. All I need to do is put myself in a space to attract compliment. Mm -hmm. So it all starts with me once again. Oh, I'm writing. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I have to book sincere to get a session for myself. And I know everyone who's listening uh, is, is receiving all of this amazing wisdom. Good morning to everyone who is just tuning in. We are live with the poet Sincere also known as Mr. Derek Clark, author, relationship coach, uh, amazing civic leader, 
uh, activist for love, black families, um, your brother, <laughs> and a <laughs> no <doubt>. husband. <laughs> uh, we're discussing continuing the series with Liberty, Just Us for All, Freedom of Black Voices, a Marriage and Black Love in the Black Community. His book, The 30 Love Laws, Making a Choice, Sharing His Journey, um, Not Only in Love, Through Love, and For Love. Uh, you got to the point to where you you tried it out. You did what you had to do on your journey. And a lot of us are probably in that space to where we're like, hey, I don't want to go back to what I used to do. I don't know exactly where it's going to end up, but I have to move forward uh, because I don't want what I had before. You 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 mentioned that there were times where it wasn't easy. Now, in those times, right. did you feel like completely giving up or did you feel pushed uh, or, or drawn with like a passion or a yearning once you started learning more? Or was there times where you just like forget it and you walked away? Oh, absolutely. It was times that I'm uh, that I'm remembering specifically uh, that I was like, you know what? Sure, I'm a young man, no children. I'm doing pretty well for myself. I could just I could just be out in these streets and uh, you know do the player thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, deep down, uh, that wasn't my truth. Because uh, okay. what I didn't want to be is that thing that I used to despise. What I didn't want to be is uh, what I thought so many other men were that failed in my eyes as men, right? Mm. So so I always wanted to be that man that I thought that my mother should have been with or that my my cousins should have been with. So that used to always eat at me. So, so I decided that, okay, Instead of saying what somebody else should be, why not become that so that hmm. I know that it's true? That's good. And then That's I can show it away. That's good right there. Instead of talking about what someone else should be, why don't we be it ourselves and show the way? Right. I love that. I love that. That applies in every area, not just in love. Now, specifically in the black community... Uh, being not only your sister, but your sister. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I realize that there is a lot of that going on in our families. Uh, in our right. families, I, I've witnessed a lot of uncles, even aunts. Uh, I can only speak from a woman's perspective. So seeing my aunts and my and my cousins and saying, you know what? Oh my gosh, I don't want to be that woman. I don't want to be 50 and, you know, experiencing that. I don't want to be 60 and and living this way. Um, so in the black community, is there a different set of patterns or a different type of journey that we have to take in love um, with going on that journey, with trying to reconnect with someone or heal in love? Or is that something that it's the same for every culture in every race? Well, it is a bit different, and mm-hmm. here's here's what's special about us in our situation. Like, we have had to survive some of the most atrocious things in history, mm-hmm. right? So that's made us survivors, but what we're not accustomed to is thriving, mm. right? So for that to be a truth, like, we first have to know that that's an option. Mm-hmm. 
So, so when I got to that point of myself and when I sit down with folks and I hear how they feel about their love life or their life in general, like what I'm saying is that we're often just around the corner from tragedy and our mindset sets us up for that, whether it's relevant or not. What we have to understand is that we can push that. Like we can push that limit. Like it's mm-hmm. just a barrier. You see what I mean? So what we have mm-hmm. to do is understand that, okay, this is what has happened. I get it. But what's possible? So so let me look around me and see what's possible. If there's a sincere and a jewels that exists or whoever that person is in your space or uh, the numerous couples that I had a chance to sit down with, what I told myself is this and what I tell my clients is this. If these people exist, that's true. Yes. So why can't I have them? Mhm. I totally agree. And you know I'm being a little bit leading <laughs> in my questions because I don't want to seem like I'm dictating and telling everybody what I think and what I say. Even though it's my show, I let everyone know that tunes in that it's more than just Miss J out there. Um, that's why I appreciate uh, on my journey having the opportunity and being blessed to encounter a sincere and a Jules. Uh, that's his wife, his beautiful wife. She's amazing. And I don't even want to call her a makeup artist. She is an artiste uh, in her own right. And uh, shout out to her. Hello. Good morning, sis. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you're absolutely right. There are examples of that out there. And yesterday on the show, we, we discussed Black Wives Matter uh, with Miss Stacia Mobs. And we talked about the uh, images that we're fed as we are growing up in the media, uh, our family, you know, having the examples of happy and successful black couples in the media, you know, old sitcoms like The Cosby Show and, and Family Matters and continuing that and noticing the trends that those things, even though the reruns are still playing, those images right. are being what I said watered down you know now especially in more western states you see more interracial couples you see more you know acceptance that even in some of the shows i'm going to go ahead and call them out i love the show my wife and kids uh with uh Mm -hmm. Uh, Damon Wayans. I always get the Wayans brothers mixed up. So it was Damon and uh, Tashina (laughs) Arnold or Campbell. Uh, No, not Tashina Campbell. uh, Tisha Campbell. Uh, Tisha Campbell. Everybody knows her. It's Gina on the Martin show. Uh, Amazing sitcom, great family show. uh, But in the black community, one thing that kind of, you know, gave me a little rash, so to speak, uh, is that the daughter, the, the actress that played the daughter, and it happened in other shows. I'm just using this show as an example. But the actress that played the daughter started out being a beautiful chocolate young lady. Uh, and as the season mm-hmm. progressed, they switched her out for a lighter-skinned uh, young lady that had longer, more um, what we would call mixed uh, textured hair or um, to Mm. assume that she was, you know, more fair-skinned and lighter. Um, And then after that happened, it seemed the show thrived, and then now the reruns are still playing. But it happened on other shows. It happened on Family Matters uh, as well, where one of the 
the young uh, sibling, she was completely taken out, um, a young brown sister. Uh, so the images that our children are being fed are definitely different than I can say that I had growing up. But as a culture across the nation, and I would even dare to say around the world, the images of successful marriages, uh, people who are doing the work, people who have <laughs> successfully, uh, quote-unquote, found love or aligned with love or realigned with love or accepted love um, are out there. It's just not popular anymore. And in our culture, Mm. it seems that we're okay with that. It seems that we're okay with watching, you know, all the housewives argue and bicker and fight with each other. Why do you think that is? Why do you think a lot of us aren't protesting that? We'll talk about what's going on currently in the nation in the protest, but a lot of this stuff has been happening for years. So why do you think there was not an uprising on, you know, let's just keep it with the media, on keeping uh, greater images of positive black relationships and black marriages? Why do you think our culture accepted the change? Mm. Uh, It's a systemic thing. Like we get into this space to where uh, we have to be palatable for people. Yeah. which is crazy because uh, we exist on so many different levels. There's a there's a, a variety of beauty within our culture, uh, period. So what we have to do is embrace it all, but there is no uprising because we get used to this narrative, right? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, um, like I've heard it uh, before because um, my wife is fair-skinned and my previous wife, she married my mother, my current wife, uh, in complexion. My current wife married a younger version of my grandmother. So when I explain this to people, uh, they like, oh, okay, well, we didn't expect it to go there. Absolutely. What I mm-hmm. see as beauty came out of the space that I was in. Yeah. The women that I received the most love from, that's what I see love to be. Mm-hmm. So every woman in my life, to a degree, reflects that. So that's what we have to get to and understand and understand not just what a narrative is, but why we're programmed the, why, the way we're programmed, because we can rewire that. We definitely can, absolutely. We can we rewire that. I'm so excited about having you on the show. Okay, we're going to get into another song, and we're going to discuss that rewiring. We only hit really on, I mean, we've hit on absolutely every love law already in conversation, but we've only mentioned two. So we want to talk more about the love laws, the rewiring, the possibilities of rewiring um, in our culture for marriage and black love in the black community. It's Miss J in the morning. <laughs> we have the poet Sincere here live talking about black love in the black community. Here's Kendrick Lamar's in our DNA. We'll be right back after this. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Corner piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition, flow inside my DNA. I was born like this, it's born like this. Immaculate conception, I transform like this, perform like this. With y'all, she a new weapon. I don't contemplate, I meditate. Then off your head, this that puts a kiss to bed. This that I got, I 
those of you who have been hitting me up, it is time for the Miss J area code check-in. So don't worry, don't worry. We're going to do it right now because I want to get back to this conversation. We got to get back to love. We got to get back to the truth. And we have a little bit more show left. So I want to squeeze in as much as I can before we have to say see you later. So those of you who want to get in on this, if you're new to the show, you call into the studio, 515-605-9320. Your area code pops up. And this is an opportunity for you to get a little laugh in, you know. Laughter is good for the soul. It's good for the soul. It is. It's my opportunity to say thank you to all of you who are calling in. Thank you to all of you who are tuning in. Uh, Y'all know I don't have any bars but soap. (laughs) But I thought it'd be fun to break up. You know, sometimes you you wake up in the morning and you get on the journey and you need to take a moment, take a moment to laugh and have have a good time. So this time I write down your area code and try to put it together in some sort of way that makes sense. And we finally have the area code check-in theme song. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and start the Miss J area code check-in. So hurry up, get in on it right now, right now, 515-605-9320 immediately after we're bringing Sincere back on to talk about marriage and black love in the black community. If you're in the black community or, you know, in the suburbs, it's okay. I welcome all of you in right now. We are live in 10 different countries, over 20 territories internationally. So some of these area codes I've never seen before, but I'm excited about it all. Um, that black positive 
black families, happy black families, successful black families um, are rare or even don't exist. Uh, but there are some, some facts and some truths about what has uh, happened or experiences uh, that we have had as a black culture, as a black family. Uh, we, yesterday we, we shared some facts about the war on drugs for three presidential terms. We're not just talking about, you know, the Bushes, but the first Bush, uh, Reagan, the first Bush and Clinton. Uh, over a couple of decades, the war on drugs incarcerated so many of our black men for things that would have been uh, misdemeanors, for nonviolent crimes. Um, just off the top of my head, if you guys want to get the hard facts and, and fact check me, you can go ahead and Google it. Uh, we discussed a lot of them on yesterday's show, so make sure you get that uh, downloaded and listen as well. But nearly 580,000 black men were incarcerated over the span of just shy of 20 years um, during this war on drugs that has been proven. It's a fact. It's not a myth. It's not a conspiracy um, with the intentions to incarcerate uh, our melanated brothers, took men out of the homes, took fathers away from their children, took sons away from their mothers. Um, it took children away from their parents uh, and, and left us with this hole um, that has yet for me to be completely filled uh, because there were so many years lost, so many lives lost. Some men never got out. Some men got out and couldn't get reacclimated because they were felons now and couldn't get jobs and, you know, all of these things and not making excuses for anyone, but to understand, to understand and overstand that there are systems that have been set up to keep our families apart, to break us down, to keep us separated from us. I mean, we can go all the way back to slavery, but I'm talking about just in the 90s. I'm talking about in the lifetime that you have lived, the lifetime that I have lived. This is still happening today. So for those of us who desire to be married, who uh, desire to keep black love alive, uh, there is still hope, yet we have to understand why it may be a little bit different for us. It may be more, there may be more challenges for us to, you know, I don't want to say find, you know, black men, but to be open, you know, to put yourselves in those places, as you, you talked about, Sincere, to attract, you know, your compliment. We're going to talk about that word as well. Uh, your compliment. We have to understand, you know, the truths about where we are as a people. So I wanted to make sure to say that. Uh, but rewiring, uh, Sincere, uh, I do watch you on YouTube. Uh, I love TV. Um, you have some great episodes on there, some great nuggets. You do it on Instagram as well. Uh, different days have different focuses and different topics. But there was one particular post on your YouTube channel uh, that I got hooked on. Um, you were talking about, I believe it's called Family Fix or Fix the Family, and you were having right. a conversation uh, with some brothers and sisters about what to do in relationships and the challenges that we have. Uh, and I think that the way that you broke it down and you shared it really opened my eyes to the way that we handle each other 
in relationships. How, you know, that was a rewiring for me. You know, if I get mad mm. and I'm considered an alpha female, you going to know. Everybody that know me personally, I'm not going to hold my tongue, whether <laughs> I love you or not. Right. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel in that moment, and I have done that in relationships. You know, we're together. We're partners. So I get to tell you how I feel. I don't have to, you know, walk around on eggshells with you. You hurt my feelings. So I'm going to tell you with your dirty draws and your stinky self that I'm not doing it. And then it didn't work out. <laughs> and he did the same thing. I'm going to tell you. I think it was funny. I think it was something you said about you want to cuss around and talk about the naps in her hair or something. <laughs> I had somebody tell me that, you know, talking about my roles and my stretch marks. And, you know, we love each other. So we're supposed to take that from each other. You know, that's the narrative that has been spoken. But uh, I want you to share with our listeners on today, you know, what you share not only on that show, but how can we change that? Because we know that doesn't work. Here we are, single, broken, divorced. <laughs> right. So right. Absolutely. Well, well, uh, one of the things in rewiring, uh, it starts with uh, knowledge of self, then it moves on to self-love, and then, then you understand how to love somebody else properly. Right. Mm, and, mm-hmm. and then at the very end of that process, now you learn, now you start to learn how the system works or you should. So, so, so it's a, uh, uh, a full prone process. And, and one of my big things is communication. Like a lot of us recognize that word, but we don't really understand what it truly means. Mm-hmm. Right. Me and my beautiful wife, we, haven't had one argument in the nine years that I've known this. Oh, and most come people say on. what? Yeah, what? Come come on. On. <laughs> <laughs> That's what most people say. Now, 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 if you hear me clearly, I didn't say we don't disagree. True. I said that we don't argue. See, there's a difference. See, here's the thing. I respect my wife so profoundly because she's a woman. Guess what? I've never been a woman. I don't know what it is to be a woman. She is the divine version of a part of me, and she is the divine version of herself, right? Mm -hmm. So I respect that because she's my equal. Now, Mm -hmm. the opposite is true as well. So now I can be just like any other man that says, no, woman, you listen to how, this is how it's supposed to go. But I miss out on a large portion ability and opportunities to be great if she doesn't have a say from her perspective as a divine feminine entity. Mm-hmm. So, so basically I cut myself in half with the male ego and all of the craziness that we get into when we start to argue. It's all about being listened to, but nobody wants to listen. So we take a different outlook on communication. My thing, regardless of how tough it is, I must listen to the things that my wife has to say from her perspective. Because, again, I have never been a woman. I never will be a woman. So to be able to understand, understand, and overstand, there's listening and there's some processing that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And vice versa on her end. We've made a pledge to teach each other and also learn from each other. I love that. That's that's uh law twenty two, mutual respect. 
I love that. Absolutely. Well, I want to I back up, back up, back up to I, I don't have them memorized. I'm going to have to pull out, pull out the, the full list of the laws. But I know one of the laws right before that was karma exists. You talk about <laughs> karma. Right. And I want you to touch on that because in communication, uh, that's part of my journey I had to learn, that you can't take those words back. Ugh. Right. So how does that work right. in love? <laughs> now, now, karma is a double-edged sword. See, what we have to do is be careful of what we say. We can say anything we want to say, but it's a matter of how we say it. So, mm-hmm. so one of the things I teach is that one of the things that we must do when we communicate with our loved ones is we must wrap the message in love, right? So mm-hmm. it's going to take a moment to feel the way you need to feel about it because that's true. However you feel about a situation is absolutely true, and it has to be acknowledged. Now, does it have to be spoken on in the moment? The answer is no. So what we have to do is be able to process how we feel and understand the bigger picture, which is the last love law, mm-hmm. and we have to wrap that conversation in love so we get the very best product from whatever that message is or whatever that communication is based on whatever's happening in that moment. Now, karma... Oh, Go ahead, hold on, hold on, because you, you're speaking to us sisters. Mm-hmm. You're speaking to us sisters. Don't, don't lose it. Women, okay. sisters... It does not need to be discussed in that moment all the time. There is a process. Right. <laughs> Speaking from right. personal experience, there is a time for everything. So sometimes you might have to wait till later or wait till you get in the car to discuss it. Okay, continue. I just had to make sure we heard that right. part. <laughs> absolutely. It's absolutely important. And for brothers as well, because we we start this thing the way we want to get even. Okay, I hurt. Now let me inflict something myself, which mm-hmm. actually starts to break down the fibers of the relationship. So we have to be mindful of that, and we have to create that. All right, so the way that karma works is you have to watch the words that you use because just like you said, you can't retract them once they're stated. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So the idea is, that words mean something, they carry a vibrational frequency, and once we understand that, then we have to internalize what it means to go through a process to understand that the words that I speak, they're going to become the bed that my relationship lies in. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Absolutely. I believe it was India Irie to say, the words you speak, you're the first to hear. Um, they, they come right back to you. And from a personal perspective, I've had to swallow a big dose of ouch for getting those <laughs> words back. I mean, and, and, and I want I want to share that, you know, listening to sincere, you know, understanding, you know, understanding, hearing that it's not to say that you're wrong in how you feel. It's making a choice, and I like the way you say it, wrapping those words in love. If you truly love a person and your goal is to share love, then the priority will be to express how, you know, your truth, how you truly feel uh, in a way that expresses the love that you have for a person. I, that That's absolutely amazing, and I really do 
I'm just excited to to share with all of the listeners how we can get back on track and get together uh, with our black brothers and sisters to discuss, uh, you know, the need for black love, black marriage in the black community. I am apologetically black, and I don't discriminate or hate race or culture, but I am proud to be black. I do encourage black love and black marriage, and I am thankful for your example of black marriage and black love. Um, You and your wife are uh, very loud in your example, and I'm not saying verbally. I'm saying spiritually to say as soon as you walk in the door, uh, your energy, your vibe, and your vibration demands attention because it is truly pure and authentic. And we are not in your, in your, your love quarters. You know, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but we do see the light and the evidence in public. Um, and I remember my, my, my dad used to say, uh, God rest his soul, he used to say, you know how well a woman is treated by how much she shines outside of the home. Um, and I, that's my version of, of how he used to say it. Those weren't the exact words. Uh, but I have witnessed uh, Jules and her glow and how she thrives in her gifts um, and even how she speaks. So I know you were doing the work, brother. Uh, but I want to continue uh, to talk about <laughs> your uh, YouTube channel and your nuggets, mm-hmm. your wisdom uh, that you share on Instagram as well. There are times you would pop on in my news feed and you would share these boulders of nuggets and it's just, it's short. It's just like a minute or two minutes long, uh, but it definitely changes a perspective. Uh, so on your journey, uh, writing the book, um, you know, just living as a black man, how do you maintain, you know, your sanity? How do you keep your focus uh, how do you keep pushing forward with such passion to help others and share wisdom? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I have a holistic process. And when I say holistic, I mean W-H-O-L-E, hmm. a holistic um, process that I go through every day, which includes meditation, uh, affirmations, and uh, physical exercise. And that's seven days a week. So this is a crazy world out here. So I need to be prepared. I need to be armed to be able to deal with it and stay in a certain mindset and be able to handle it however it comes. And, and uh, that's that's my daily preparation. Um, I, I give a lot, but I also receive a lot. So I have mm-hmm. to make sure to maintain a certain level of energy. And uh, I hold myself accountable. Uh, uh, the way I see it, I have an ancestral responsibility, and that's what that's what makes me responsible on a different level, not just to myself, but to those around me, those that call me a father figure, uh, a so-called mentor, a big brother, so forth and so on. So that's 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 my process: meditation, affirmation, and physical exercise to handle this crazy work because it is crazy, and we know that. Man, man. Ain't it crazy? So meditation, I got that. Affirmation, definitely got that. Now the physical exercise. <laughs> A lot of us struggle in that area. 
area. So do you do you go to the gym? Are you you know are you vegan? Do you you know all of these trends that we see in the black community? What does that look like? Like just take us through for a quick you know sixty seconds what you did this morning to get prepared, or is mm-hmm. it something that you know you just take a walk, or it, do we have to get into lifting weights? Or what is it? P ninety X. What how, what do you do? <laughs> Uh, it's whatever you do to get your heart rate up. Uh, uh, and I work with um, people to make sure that they do what's comfortable for them. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's five minutes. Like, it's not what people think. Like, we've, uh, we have we have this fantasy about going to the gym and having our nice little outfit on, and, and we're going to go with this thing of water. Listen, I get out in the backyard. Uh, I get out in my space. I don't have to go to a gym. And all I do is get the heart rate up, whether it's okay. shadow boxing, whether it's push-ups or sit-ups or that type of thing, uh, uh, jumping jacks, uh, calisthenics, yoga, uh, five to ten minutes on a regular basis is all that you need. That's 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 doable. That that makes sense. And y'all, when you get your, your social media, if you're not following him on social media now, um, he lives what he's speaking. So he, I haven't seen him uh, in a few years in person, uh, but when I did meet him, he doesn't have the beer belly. Um, he doesn't, and I'm not saying that it's, you know, I love all y'all who do have it, but I'm saying he's fit and he looks like he's doing what he's saying. And those are the images that we need um, in our community to see, not only to hear, but to also see. So we're going to get into some more music real quick. We got a full handcrafted playlist today uh, by Mr. Sincere. We're going to get into our next track. We got a little bit more show left. Don't worry. Don't stress out. Those of you who are just tuning in, don't worry. We are continuing the series with Liberty Just Us For All Freedom for Black Voices. We're discussing marriage and Black love in the Black community with Jared Clark, better known as, also known as, the poet Sincere, right here on Mitch J. In the morning, we got a little hustle coming up, uh, and we'll be right back after this. Pull up in motor case. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate, uh-huh. choppers and throw away, hustle the over way, uh-huh. that's why they follow me, huh, they think I know the way, cause I took control of things, pulling the solo way, uh-huh. and if you pattern my trend, I make you my protege, uh-huh. slossing that soldier race, niggas don't know them days, uh-huh. take you in back of the buildings, make you expose your rage, take you across the tracks, make you explode the face, now you official now, but you got a soul to say. I just been cooking that note. I'm about to drop in the fuel. Think if I call it the great, the people gon' call it the truth. I ain't really trip on the credit. I just paid all of my dues. I just respected the time. Got my name all in the news. Tripping on all of my moves. Quote me on this, got a lot more to prove. Remember I came in this bitch. Fresh out the county with nothing to lose. Count on you, but I don't do this shit for nothing. No, 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 no. 
Um, I know a lot of people coming from a psychological background are traumatized by what's going on and expressing their angers and hurts and fears and frustrations uh, with the American judicial system. Uh, and, and there's movement that's going on. There's progress that's happening. So I am, while I am thankful for everyone who is speaking out and doing their part, uh, there is still a lot more work to be done. If you follow me on Instagram uh, and Facebook, I did a live to discuss what we need to do next. But coming from you, Sincere, as a black man uh, in America, uh, I I know I can only empathize uh, with, you know, what you may be feeling or may be going through witnessing uh, what's happening with your brothers. And I know you say to maintain you have your meditation, your affirmation, and your physical exercise. But on a day-to-day basis, with seeing what, what's going on, is there anything that has changed in your routine to keep yourself uh, inspired and motivated uh, and, you know, pushing forward, just being a black man going to the store, driving down the street? You know, how has that affected you, and has it changed your routine in any way? Um, no, not at all, actually. Um, uh, I'm a military vet, so I come from a space to where I, uh, I train warriors and I am one. So, um, one of the things that I was taught, um, not only in the military, but coming from the hood, if you prepare for the worst, uh, you don't have to get ready when it arrives. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's one of the mantras, uh, that I live by. And um, uh, just like I said, I'm ready. I'm ready for anything based on how I feed myself in all aspects, uh, whether it's nutritionally, spiritually, or mentally. Uh, whatever's in front of me, I'm ready for. I, I really appreciate so you I, sharing that. <laughs> I really do, because there are yeah. a lot of us women out here that need to hear, you know, men with that confidence. There's a lot of fear that's being shared. Uh, but as you continue, I, I want you to share how can our listeners get in contact with you? There's a lot of brothers out there that need to connect with, you know, other brothers that have that mentality to know that they're not alone and get that support. So uh, as you continue with sharing how, how you go day to day and stay motivated, please include how you can connect or how our listeners can connect with you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, make sure to connect with me on uh, social media. Uh, that's where you'll be able to find my YouTube page, uh, Sincere Creative. You'll be able to tap in there. And uh, I'm on IG and Facebook, Sins Ear. Sins, like I do bad things, Ear, I heard what you said. S-I-N-S-E-A-R. And then the conventional spelling is Sincere. It's all one word, sincere, sincere, S-I-N-S-E-A-R-S-I-N-C-E-R-E. And um, I'd love to see what you're doing, so connect with me. Um, Again, I'm family. I'm just a family you ain't met yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely family. And continuing uh, to discuss love in the black community. Uh, We talk about love in relationships between men and women, uh, romantic relationships, and marriage. Uh, What does it look like for you um, and your example with sharing love with just your brother, with your family? Um, 
you know, do you have a large family? Do you, you know, are there arguments with your cousins? You know, you and your cousins done fell out, or do you still use the same practices <laughs> that you use with your wife that you do with your brother or your cousins? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, communication is cross across the board. I practice what I preach, and um, I have great relationships uh, with my family, uh, even if it's uh, just the understanding that. Um, I have to give people the space to be who they are. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's, that's, that's all I ask in return as well. So, so I have great relationships and I look to continue to build on those relationships through my extended family. I love that. Cause this book, the 30 love laws, I want to share with y'all, you don't have to just apply it to you wanting to be married, you finding a husband or a wife or your life partner. I believe all 30 of these love laws can apply to your relationships with your mother, uh, with your cousins, your brother, sister, even your children. Uh, And coming from a woman's perspective, I believe us women need to, you know, apply this in the black community with each other. You know, having personal experiences with, you know, we've talked about that before, how us women would be so catty and fight so much when we're hurt uh, and dog each other out, talk about each other behind, you know, our backs and try to defame each other's character. But when it comes to a love or romantic relationship with the man, we're giving him, you know, 30 chances instead of the 30 love laws. So what do you have to say about that? What is your perspective on in the black community? Why is that so? Why is that so easy for us to fight with each other, us women or even men, you know, to say, no, I don't mess with them no more. No, you know, go talk about them. No, don't deal with them because they did this. But when it comes to love, we are more open. You know, we're going to try again. We're going to give it another chance. Uh, but we're so quick to cut our brothers and sisters. From your perspective, why do you think that is in the black community? Well, a part of that is systematic. Like we were taught mm-hmm. to hate ourselves. Like we were taught to separate ourselves from each other. So what mm-hmm. we have to do is recognize that that's a part of the playbook, and it's one that absolutely does not serve our community properly. So so that's mm-hmm. why I'm an advocate for knowledge yourself, for self-love, because then we can perpetuate that in our community. I love that. Knowledge yourself. Self-love. Loving. The first law, again, if you guys, I'm telling you, if you need, I don't want to say if you need, you need to read the book, The 30 Love Laws. Uh, You can get it on Amazon. Kindle, there's a, a little preview on Amazon where you can at least see The 30 Love Laws. The first Two laws. Well, I want to go to the third one, too. The first three laws, choose happiness, realize greater, be open. I'm going to go to Mm. law number four. Don't be shallow. And then number five, understand you. I love number six. You are the problem. Being real with yourself to say, yes, it's you. I had to say that. I had to solve that pill to be like, you know what? If every single time I get in a relationship, the same thing happens over and over again, maybe it's me. Uh, But I love that following up number seven is you are also the solution. Uh, And we've touched on every single love law, all 30 of them, in conversation on today. And we only have 20 more minutes of this show, and I know time flies when you're having such a great time, but I want to make sure, make sure, make sure you get to know not only who he is, 
but how he is. Uh, and sincere, you have been consistent in your language, consistent in your example. Um, and I know that's one of the love laws. I, I mean, I'm talking right now. I got my personal uh <laughs> <laughs> my personal <laughs> notes right here so I don't have them all in order memorized but I know being consistent is one of the laws and you have been consistent uh, in your language and I want to say thank you I want to say thank you to that publicly uh, to you publicly for that I want to say thank you with being consistent even though you shared there are times you felt like giving up you know you're just like a lot of us you know you are not this special unicorn that doesn't have any emotions or you know go through any natural uh, processing but you are still remaining consistent in your example so I first want to say thank you uh, but before we end the show and on the last comments that we have on today with you touring, uh, speaking, uh, you do empowerment speaking, you do spoken word, you have your events that you do there in Atlanta. I want you to share about that and how you connect. Well, I know we can attract, you know, certain type of people, but how do you have so many amazing people around you? I know you need just one or two friends, but I have yet to see you with some ratchets. So how do you keep <laughs> your circle so tight and consistent? Uh, well, it's a, uh, uh, it's a proponent of what I choose to allow for my life. Now, um, mm -hmm. Now, I work with a bunch of different types, right, because I, I come from a ratchet environment. Like I come mm -hmm. from the space that many people consider the hood or whatever the case is, whatever you choose to call it, the ghetto, whatever. But that's no excuse for what you decide to allow in your life. And once you determine what bar uh, you're going to set for yourself, uh, you don't let people in under that bar that's not willing to raise their level of play. I like that. Okay. I like that. I yeah, like. So can, that, you, can you expound on how how do you do that? I mean, because uh, the way I was raised is if we disagree, we just cut them off. We don't deal with them. Uh, <laughs> if we don't live the same, we don't we don't play yeah. with them type of people. So how do you work with people, keep them in the circle, even though we might not have the same process or the same methods of communication? Uh, just by wrapping that message in love. Like, I let I let the people around me, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, my young guys around me or, or my family, like, I let them know that they're great. And then I show them proof. And then I give them examples. So, so it's a real process. And it's not something that happens overnight, but we all have evidence in our lives that we've come from a space that wasn't so good and we've been able to get a win here and there. All we have to do is stay consistent to get more wins. So, so we see the, ele uh, the evidence in our lives. We just have to be consistent with it. Definitely. And that's what I show people. I love that. Now we have um, a caller that wants to come on. Um, before we bring a caller on, I have a couple of people sliding in my DMs that have some questions. Uh, so we only have 15 minutes left in the show, uh, but I want to make sure to reach out and get our listeners to say something to you sincere. Now, we have Tiffany uh, on Facebook who says that she is considering divorce uh, from her mm. husband 
at this moment. Uh, and she thinks that they are meant to be together. Uh, but she doesn't know what to do in this space. So her question is, I don't want to read the whole thing, but her question is, when you were going through your divorce, how did you know that it was truly time to, you know, end the relationship? Um, that's a great question. And um, I knew that it was time when my my previous wife decided not to evolve with me. Mm. Okay. And I knew that she made that decision, and it was clear. And then that's what told me, okay, it's time It's time to choose a different direction. As hurtful as it is. That's a good one. When, when the other person is making a choice uh, not to evolve with you, then maybe uh, it is time to move forward. I'm not saying that's the choice you need to make, Tiffany, but thank you for reaching out. Uh, please do consider that. Reach out to Sincere uh, on your website. I want to make sure to give the website, uh, make sure to let people know how to connect with you, Poet Sincere, uh, Wixsite.com. Uh, it's also in his bio uh, on Instagram uh, and Facebook. He's on YouTube. Uh, Sincere the Creative, make sure to look him up. We're going to repeat it again before we end the show. There's a caller that has requested uh, to speak live on the air. I'm only going to give the last four digits of your number. I only see your phone number when you pop up. So caller 0977, you are live on the air. Good morning. Who are we speaking with? Good morning. I am Sincere's brother, big brother slash little brother in rhyme, Bo Ward, <laughs> the beautiful poet. <laughs> Hello, good morning, sir. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. Peace, family. What's good, bruh? I don't really have any questions, any comments. I just wanted to call, let my brother know I was supporting him, man. I just wanted to um, let him know I was in. I've enjoyed the conversation. Really good brother that you have on your show this evening or this morning, ma'am. Um, uh, he's a mentor of mine because I've not been – I hadn't done spoken word for a long time, hadn't been in it for a long time. So he's my big brother and when it comes to rhyme. Um, he's my mentor when it comes to spoken word, when it comes to hosting shows, uh, when it comes to the business of poetry, uh, an all-around good brother. And um, anytime he has something going on, if I'm able to support him, uh, I'm there to support him. And that's all. I just wanted to call in and say that that little spill right there. That's it. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's what we need to hear is brothers showing love to each other. We're not just talking about romantic love, but love in the black community. Thank you so much. Can you please share with the listeners again your name and your connection to Mr. Sincere? My name is Bo Ward. I am called the Beautiful Poet. And my connection poet. is we are yeah, the beautiful poet. We are brothers in rhyme. I love that. Brothers in rhyme. Thank you so much for calling in. Continue no blessings doubt. to you. Thank you. Thank now, peace you. Peace and love, family. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate your comments. Call it in from the 678. I love all the family out there. We have a few more moments in the show. The arts and cultural show is what you do every second Friday of the month. Can you please share 
how our listeners in your area can connect or anywhere around the world. Can you share a little background of the Arts and Culture Show? I had an opportunity and to experience the Arts and Culture Show. I can't wait to get back. Uh, can you share with our listeners how they can be a part of, of your show? Yes, absolutely. Uh, every second Friday of the month, we're at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore, which is a beautiful, sacred place for conversation, family. Uh, my brother Kazimde has the, uh, the coffee shop there now. And it's just a beautiful place to connect. That place has a spirit that you want uh, to rub off on you. And uh, that's where I conduct uh, not just the arts and culture show. There's a number of, event, of events that I conduct there just based on the space. And um, every second Friday, that's the place to be. Uh, we open the doors at 730, and it's a true connection from poetry to conversation. Uh, we do it all. Black Dot is definitely home for black culture, black family, all people. If you want to learn about black culture and black family, make sure to show up at Black Dot Cultural Center. That's 6984 Main Street in downtown Lithonia, Georgia. Uh, that's the city my son was born in, uh, in Metro Atlanta, Georgia, my second home, a place I lived for almost 20 years. Uh, and I miss hey. it. I'll be back soon. I'll be back soon, sooner than you think. I cannot wait to get back home and jump in and uh, physically be able to love on y'all out here in California. We are still uh, dealing with quarantine, uh, social distancing, and that type of thing. So I got to get on a plane and get somewhere where, where I can I can get some hugs and get some love <laughs> from everybody. There you go. So make sure you follow Sincere on Facebook and Instagram, Sin's Ear, Sincere, S-I-N-S-E-A-R-S-I-N-C-E-R-E. I love TV on YouTube. Make sure you jump in his bio. You can get how you get on his website. You can connect with him, relationship coach, poet, event host, author of the 30 Love Laws, available on Amazon. That means you can get it wherever you're listening right now today. I want you to make sure to not only support those that are in your community, but those that are fighting and doing the work for our community. Marriage and black love in the black community. Thank you to the brother who called in. We got one more question on Instagram. Uh, this comes from... Destiny on Instagram, jumping in my DMs. I know who this is. Hey, good morning, Destiny. Destiny has a question for you, Mr. Sincere. She is a young college student looking for love. And she says that there are a lot of men that are attracted to her. She is a model. So let's paint the picture. Mm -hmm. She's a beautiful young girl. She's a model. She's well-educated, black woman. She says, but there are a lot of hood men that come to her and not a lot of men that she is attracted to. So there's an image that I guess she's looking for. How does she weed out the weeds? I guess you can say. <laughs> how does she choose or how does she know to choose the right man, even though they don't look the way she wants them to? That's her question. Destiny. Oh, great, great question, and I get that often. Um, once, you, once you put yourself on a certain level, uh, you have to be able to see 
exactly what's in front of you. The best way to do that is to become exactly what you want. Women are the bearer of standards, right? So that's where we're learning. Y'all are our first teachers. So you are going to get a lot of mess, but what you have to do is be able to see through the fog. You have an automatic decoder that's on the inside. You have Mm -hmm. to trust it. And you have to have that standard, a clearly defined standard. And what the man does is walk into that standard. Mm. That's how that happens. I like that. Uh, I I did pull up the full list of 30 love laws. Law number 21, don't settle. (laughs) Absolutely not. And the 30 love laws, don't settle. Settle. I know personally I had to go through that. Uh, we do, you know, make excuses and allowances. I mean, there there is a balance, I believe, you know, knowing the facts and the statistics. Uh, I believe that's what inspired this question that we discussed about, you know, the war on drugs and a lot of men being incarcerated, you know, not judging someone on their past. But like you said, the man walks into, leans into that standard and shows you. Uh, I also want to add and believe, and I I know my brother Sincere will agree, is uh, he mentioned it before on where you find yourself, you know, your environment, where you place yourself. You know, if you're looking for a certain type of man, uh, who might be more cultured, uh, more laid back, uh, I just doubt that it would normally happen in a club or on, on the block. You know, if he's standing there in front of the Kroger or, you know, out here in, in California, the Rayleigh's or the grocery store, you know, I wouldn't judge anybody's hustle, but the guy that's out there trying to run you down and, and calling you out your name and trying to throw CDs and any type of substance in your hand may not be the one uh, that, you know, you are picturing or that you desire to walk with um, in dif- in a different type of light. So thank you, Destiny, for hitting me up on Instagram. Uh, we have one more person on Facebook. We're winding down. I know time is flying. One more person on Facebook, Chris. Uh, he is a man of faith and says that it is difficult uh, to find uh, black women cultured but believe in Christianity. That's a whole nother conversation we're going to have to get into. Uh, so how does he respect a woman in love that has a different religious belief? Oh, that is beautiful because that's a, that's a part of how myself and the wife are constructed. Right, mm-hmm. so we had uh, uh, different uh, ideals of spirituality. I'll say that. Uh, mm-hmm. But what happens is this: there's the principle that underlines those uh, uh, spiritual ideologies. Mm-hmm. That's what's supposed mm-hmm. to shine through, right? So, so based on how she cares for you, and vice versa, based on the principles that she has. That should not be a stumbling block for you if the main thing is really the main thing. I love that. See, see, that's why I love when men can say it just straight to the point. Uh, the principal, thank you, Chris. Thank you, everyone who is tuning in. We're in the last few minutes of the show. Uh, sincere, can you share one final thought and again how we can connect with you? One final thought, word of wisdom, word of love uh, around black love in the black community for our listeners. 
All right. At Sins Ears, Sincere, 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 Facebook, Instagram. That way you'll be able to find all of the stuff. Follow me. Um, uh, subscribe, like what's going on on YouTube, Sincere the Creative, S-I-N-S-E-A-R, the Creative, on YouTube. And, and I want to say this to close things up. Um, don't just give up on the relationship that you already have. Make sure to pull out all of the stops as long as it's not physically abusive, mentally abusive, or spiritually abusive. It mm-hmm. can work. But you must do the work. All right, that book that I created, it is a measure for your life and love. It's a simple book from an artist's perspective, not written like any other book. It's scientifically put together for your benefit, as it has benefited me. So peace, love, ascension to everybody listening, and also to you, my sister. I truly, truly appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. Uh, You guys, I will be sharing his contact information on my uh, website as well, and you find me on social media. Y'all know how to get in contact with me. If you don't, you will. It's Miss J and Miss J in the morning, live worldwide. This series is truly a blessing with liberty, just us for all freedom, freedom for black voices discussing marriage and black love in the black community with author Derek Clark, also known as Sincere the Creative, Sincere the Poet, Sincere, Sincere. I'm so thankful to having you on the show, and I'm thankful for your energy. One last track on the way out. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, it's Ms. J in the morning, and I'll talk to you in the morning. High life, high tide, don't drown, big breath, take steps, stay cool, when I'm down, that vibe, that's right, on top, that high, I fly, sky dive, high five, we won't die, see hope, see try, see why, and my eyes, when big, when life, take off, bye bye, no slip, black eyes, they shoot, lip fly, don't stop, must try, energy, that's why, I'm doing the most, in the middle of the road, or running the glow, I'm fighting for they get everything to get better, they owe. So close, don't fall. Live bright, live bold. Kick back, get close. Light it up, light it up for yours. I need your energy. I need your energy. This world is killing me. Light it up. If you feel it, I see. Light it up. If you feel it, I see. Light it up. what they want, this is what they need, this what we on, took it worldwide and brought it back home, turn it on, never been scared, always prepared, taking you there, you need to be here, heads in the air, yeah, yeah, flossed up, flossed up, fly like a saucer, live in the moment, 
get it, get it, on it, live it, read it, zone it. No time to waste, no time to slow down when we out on the chase. Don't be pumping your brakes, when you come from nothing, you do what it takes. Doesn't need gunshots, man, still gotta stay focused. Ain't no sleep, stay woke, gotta keep your eyes open. When all of my energy gone, don't leave me out on my own. Don't leave me all on my own, light it up, light it up, light it up, light it up. I need your energy. I need your energy. This world is killing me. Light it up. If you feel me, see, 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 I need your energy. You love me, Different every time you keep me on my feet. I believe, excited by.